episode 50 of the Division 3 Barnes Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Insert Your Advertisement Here. Please. Please and thank you. We need some revenue. Alright, here we go. Let's go. We start off today with some Thursday Night Football, where Jimmy G, Gabby Gowdy, and George Sauer bash Kittles meet Tim Mersh, connected for a touchdown early and controlled the passing game from the get-go. Meanwhile, the cards kept it close, one dancing their way with newly acquired running back Kenyon campaign Poppy Drake, who flipped the switch out of Miami and was spinning his way like he was tapping beyond his controller, controller, for 110 yards and a TD. But it turns out Kyler Murray was all up in his feelings and he only loves his bed and he's very sorry. The Cardinals weren't part of God's plan today. Emmanuel chapter 1 verse 7 Sanders and the 49ers 28. Larry the Cable Guy Fitzgerald and the Cardinals 25. Next, we're on to the city of shrimp on the barbie and bloomin' f***ing onions. Where Deshaun Bubba Watson and Carlos Hajo Kids Hajo Wife displayed offensive excellence all night. Impressing millions of Londoners and overwhelming young Minshew the 7,000. Looks like Minshew Mania is coming to a close in Jacksonville with BD Nick Foles coming back. Because on this side of the football world, three points just isn't going to get it done. Duke Blue Devils Johnson, 26, Duval, 3. Previously on episode 49 of the Division 3's Finest Podcast. I don't even think this will be close, to be completely honest. If you're betting in real life, hammer the Colts. Literally put all your life savings on the Colts. I'm guaranteeing a win. Pittsburgh 26, the Colts 24. Mitchell Trubisky, more like Mitchell Falsbisky. Ha! Got team next to the land of Rocky Babo and Greed 2. Ryan at Salminos, but Buddy Allen Robinson, the 500th, continued his poor 2019 campaign. Recording just a single catch for six yards and failing to showcase his top five potential. On the other side of the ball, Hal Sean. Free struggled to get going as well. But Julie Ertz's husband and Carson Wentz, Nick Foles coming back, controlled the game, doing just enough to secure the dub over Top Bears. Justin Corsi, 27. Tariq Cohen Brothers, 14. Yes. Yes, um, after many discussions, uh, we have decided the Division 3's finest podcast is officially anti-Tyreek Hill podcast. In protest of the man, we will not be providing a recap from the Kansas City Chiefs matchup. Tyreek Hill. Chiefs, 26. Vikings, 23. They're not gonna get him, boom, into Wayne, The Rock, Haskins, starting debut. The rookie looked more like a damn boulder than a professional quarterback, throwing for just 144 yards and failing to find the end zone all game. Meanwhile, the story of the night was all about Juan Riviera Allen giving an incredible pregame speech to his freshman, Devin, mixed single double Terry, rumbling and tumbling all the way to 95 yards and a touchdown. And what was that, Big Cat and PFT? Oh, right. No one controls the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, baby. J. Cole Beasley, 24. Casey Jones, Keenum, 9. Levy on Give Me Liberty or Give Me Bell. Next in the poop back to Super Tag Bowl. Ryan Seacrest, Fitzpatrick, and the South Beach Dolphins couldn't shut it down in time. Unfortunately, jumping out to an early 13-point lead and likely costing some members of the front office their jobs. For the Jets, it was a solid performance all around for Sammy Clayton Sosa Darnold, putting up good completion rate stats while playing just far enough to secure a loss and a chance for Tua. Tagging for the revolver sweepstakes. The Jets take their way back into number one pick consideration. Devontae Tony Parker in the Dolphins 26, Robbie CNN Anderson Cooper 18. Next, in the land of Max Berrios and Jacob the Bald Schubert, Dion Lewis and Clark was an absolute no-show. 
and Ryan, we all go through some tenor hills, peaks, and valleys through two cosmic picks in the first half to help the Panthers get off to an early lead. For the Panthers, Kyle, Tony, first team, all defense, Allen, continues to push all the right buttons for the offense, and as always, it was an A-plus sermon for the pastor, Christian McCaffinator. DJ Moore's production was better today. Panthers, 30. Derrick Henry's hard soda in the Titans, 20. Chambers Winston, 34. Russell Peters Wilson, 40. Next, there's no place like home for the Oakland Rush. As Dark Cars do and Hunter Henry Renfro made it look easy out there. And if Josh Jacoby Ellsbury keeps ready like that, in a couple years' time, there might be some type of Yankees deal out there for him. Meanwhile, this is the dawning of the rest of our lives. Until the day continues to say hot catch the football. But Matthew Stafford University didn't study hard enough this week as the Raiders moved forward for an end of the playoff conversation. Derek Professional Wallballer 31, Jesse Pinkman James 24. Next, we're moving on to the Cleveland Browns and Odell Technologies, where Brandon, who the f are you, Alan? with the last of the Allen quarterbacks terrorizing the NFL this Sunday, tossing for multiple long TDs while keeping court Candyland Sutton well-nourished. Meanwhile, the Mayfield of dreams feels more like a nightmare. This sad Browns team makes me want to move on to another sport like Antonio Callaway golf or something. Cleveland's woes continue. Phillip Zimbardo, Lindsey, and the Broncos, 24. Bring Johnny Manziel back. And the Browns, 19. Next, we're going out of order because Jacob Schroeder really wants to do the Patriots recap game at PSA. Tom Brady still makes out with his son. But anyways, we continue with the San Diego Super Duper Chargers and Phil Mickelson Rivers putting up a thumbs-up performance and getting some help from Flash Melvin Gordon, who finally remembered how to play football in Week 9 after sitting up multiple weeks sipping on some brewskis. For the Green Day Green Bay Packers, Captain Steve Rogers looked like he was going up against a bunch of superheroes out there as Joey Rosa Bosa was directing the shit. Out of this Super Chargers Marvel Assemble defense. The Chargers are back, baby. Mike Jacob Williams, 26. St. Geronimo. St. Geronimo Allison, 11. Football! Twin Sunday, we head to the frozen tundra of New England, where Lamar Odom Jackson was slicing and dicing the Pats defense like they were the Miami Dolphins. Huh? Huh? Tom Brady seemed to finally gain some trust in Muhammad Suckett Sanu, tossing the pigskin his way 10 times for 81 incredible yards and one touchdown but to no avail the baltimore formerly known as the cleveland browns ravens 37 the brady brunch 20. finally we finish it off with some monday night football in the empire state where saquon do the quan whatever the f that means barkley definitely wasn't doing the quan properly today rushing for just 28 yards and forcing danny pennies to try to beat this cowboys defense all by himself not good the Cowboys took advantage of Barkley's poor night, running the offense through Zeke Feed Me Elliott while putting the game away late with ex exceptional defensive play. Jerry Jones and the Cowgirls retained control of the division. Randall Corn on the Cobb and the Cowboys, 37. Jabril Chili Peppers and the New York Football Giants, 18. Hello? Hi. Yeah, what's up? I'm sorry for how I sound. No, you're fine. Are you sick or something? Yeah. Mm. Like she hasn't smelled the smell salts yet. Yeah, true. That'll, that'll open up all the sinus. They'll be there tomorrow. I don't. 
I know it actually will. It actually will. I did like research on that, and it's <laughs> save the metrics. It's <laughs> <Did some> research. <laughs> so thanks, That was good. I think I'm gonna oh. keep that in the pod, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, that's all we have for this week's NFL recap. Today we have two guests on the show, Andrew Gill and my co-host. Would you like to do the honors of introducing them real quick? Absolutely. Thank you, Ben, as always. Um, first off, there he is, the man himself, uh, our, our number one reoccurring guest uh, with us all the time, Jacob Schubert. Real quick. Happy to have you on again, man. Thanks for every, fitness. Really, every, de- every time. Um, and then guys, our, like, who's the other one? I realize it's you're, what did you say? I said every time you guys say we have, we have two guests, and I'm like, no, we have one. And I'm like, uh, you forget, oh, it's you. That's why we keep it going. Yeah. We do it for you. Dumbass. And then also um, a frequent reoccurring guest now, I should say, um, fellow Cleveland fan. So we're gonna we're gonna mourn together uh, over the death of the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Gabby Gowdy comes back. Happy to have you. Yep. Big rip. <laughs> they're done. They're done. So we'll get into it, but they're done. So. Yeah, that's not. It's not looking good. All right, so uh, this week, Hot Ones picks. First game we got is the Chargers at the Raiders. The Chargers, it's in Oakland, but the Chargers are favored by a point here. So uh, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Um, So the Raiders make me nervous. I always like the Chargers, but they've kind of let me down in weeks past, so this was a tough one. The Raiders are kind of like, I don't know. You never know what you're going to get with them. And the Chargers, I've been let down more times than not, so I'm leaning to take the Raiders just on the off chance that they play well. Uh, but I'm gonna go with Vegas. Knows what they're talking about, only because of the Colts' loss that I <laughs> you. Yeah, only because of that. Vegas just knows. <laughs> so I'm gonna go Chargers. Bleep both of those out. All right, uh, I guess I'll go next. I'm going Raiders. Uh, I'm really not sure what Vegas is looking here. I mean, obviously they probably know better than me. Uh, not probably, they do know better than me. But it just feels like a really weird line. And the Raiders had a pretty impressive win last year, uh, last week against the Lions. And I just think they're the better team here. And uh, Chargers had a good win last week, but I think that was more about Green Bay, just poor Rogers execution. So going Raiders here. Yeah, that's probably a good pick. My yeah, sure, yeah, you can uh, go. You can go, Vegas, bro. Um, I think I I'm going with the Raiders because uh, when you have a combination like Derek Carr and John Gruden, I mean, honestly, you're not going to lose that many times. Um, you, beat the, you beat the unbeatable Indianapolis Colts, and then, you know, I think you just, I think you can just win out, basically. So, I'm going with the Raiders here. Okay. All right, Gabby, what do you got? Okay, um, did none of you guys watch that video today of the owner? No. Of the Chargers? Which one? Oh, God. No. I, I did hear about this. I didn't see the video, though. Yeah, I'm picking the Chargers. That was awesome. Because they're not leaving. Oh, okay. Okay. Social media hype. Let's he didn't go. Say, he didn't say, we're not leaving. Yeah, we're not leaving. What did he say? You got to put the, the in there. I don't, am I allowed to say what he said? We're not f***ing. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. It's fucking bullshit. We're not leaving. We're staying here. And he went off. It was awesome. And I'm going to Chargers. It's bullshit. Chargers all the way. Let's go. I'm doubling down. 
There's got to be a lot, of, a lot of editing in this podcast. A lot of swear words to bleep at. Yeah, a lot of editing for Ben, so that's, that's always fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope you listened to what he said because it's magical. All right, and then uh, so All next right. game we got is a close one, a close one to home for a couple fans here, and I'm sure listeners as well. It's the Buffalo Bills at the Cleveland Browns. The Bills are two or six and two. The Browns are two and six, but the Browns are favored here by two point five points. I don't know how, honestly. Um, they're, I mean, they're dead. They're dead in the water. No one looks good. Nick Chubb's the best thing we got going. People are pissed. No one wants to be there. You're, you're, uh, what was the defensive guy that like put threatening <laughs> tweets on Twitter? That was always, that's always good. That's good entertainment. I don't, that I don't was, condone. That was I don't good condone fun. any life threat, threats against people's lives. Sorry, I'm not getting into it. Okay, I don't want to talk about it. Shit <laughs> is going bad over here. All right, we're in trouble. We're an anti-threatening the worst, podcast. The worst outcome that could have happened leading into the season. I, I didn't expect the world. But I didn't expect this either, all right? And it sucks. And it sucks. But that being said, that being said, I think the role now for the Browns is to be that, like, team that just trips up good teams. So I'm actually going to take them in this game. Okay. I would, I'm would. i actually going to the Browns here as well. I think the Bills have had an incredibly easy schedule. Not too many impressive wins if you look at their schedule game by game. And for the Browns, you know, obviously it is not a good situation, and you know, expe- expectations have gone in very low. But I just think that they're going to play looser. Baker is bound to have a breakout game sometime soon. It's it just has to happen, and I feel like this is the game. You know, going against a team, low expectations, the line's kind of weird. I'm going to go with Cleveland here, for some reason, not sure why. <laughs> so I got you. Here's here's the reason you should take. Cleveland. Can't wait for you to be let down. Out of out of the two quarterbacks that I could pick, I just up lost a ton of confidence. Currently, that were drafted in the same draft class as Baker Mayfield, he has beat Sam Darnold and Lamar Jackson. Oh, so Ooh, research. So Josh Allen, same draft. You're on class. the trend. You're on the trend. I'm on the trend. If there's save if the metrics, baby. The Browns got good for them. It's Shoot the fact that the Baker number. Mayfield can beat everyone in his draft class if they play quarterback. So like, not, 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 not just imagine, just imagine if Patrick Mahomes was in the draft class with Baker Mayfield. Like, they never lose to the Chiefs. That's that's one of your that's that's one of your best finds cool. ever. Thank you. Well, what if it was like happened to be Tom Brady? They'd never lose the Patriots. Yes. Okay, so, I love that. Yeah, so, A squared plus B squared equals C squared. They don't lie. They don't lie. Okay, no. the numbers don't lie. I got it. He's 2-0 oh versus Sam Darnold. I'm pretty sure he's like 1-1 one one versus fucking... Ball Maybe 2-0 oh versus Lamar Jackson. Maybe. I don't know. No. He lost last year. He's 1-1. One one. Yeah. Okay. So he's 3-1 versus So your whole Jackson. theory actually is just... Well, he's only lost well, one like... game, so like they've <laughs> lost enough games where I think it's okay, so... No, it's... You know what? That's actually fitting. That That's like... For a minute, I was genuinely surprised. I was like, oh, shoots, like... She's got something good here, but for it to kind of come full circle come and tumbling. not be real, yeah. like at the end, that's good. That's right. That yeah. feels right. For anyone, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, never guarantee and win because your life. No, don't tumbling. do that. Because now Shoe is our loser over the last one. <laughs> also, yeah. So go Browns. Um, not guaranteeing a win, but not saying they won't lose. So. Right. 
All right, Gabby, finally, think, after Jacob Schubert's long rant, two, you're like allowed it. to make a pick here. Um, uh, I, I can't pick against them. I can't do that. You know, that's, that's, right, that's what I was going with, too. So I have to pick them. I can't say that they're going to lose because I want them to win so bad. But I'll just start. Oh, my God. Last weekend, they lost. Broke my heart. I'm crying in a bar filled with Pittsburgh fans. And Johnny Manziel jersey, I couldn't think of it. Anything worse. Well, that was your first mistake. Why do you have a giant? Also, also, very, very reasonable question. Is it Garrett Gilbert time yet? No. no. Absolutely not, though. No. Uh, so I want to make sure. I'm the Browns. I'm sick and tired of losing. Sick of it. But I can't be too upset because it's been way worse. That's very true. Go Cavs. We just all picked the Browns. I don't know if you guys realize just, that. Just a few seasons ago, they brought in a game, so it could be worse. It could be worse, and we've been there. I don't know if it could be worse. So, all right. I think this is so, How do you do? You, do you like Freddy? No, he needs to go. Freddy, <laughs> go. Sue Chef Kitchen. We're getting trolled by Home Alone Boy now, so we need to go. <laughs> All right, so uh, last game we got for Hot Ones picks is the New York football Giants at the New York football Jets. I guess it's a New York home game for both teams. The Giants are favored by two points here. So uh, who do you guys got? Um, I think you said Giants two-point favorites, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Giants. Not a huge, like, this one is like pick your poison. But the Jets are really bad. Like they're really, they just really lost bad. to Miami. They're very bad. And the Giants have Saquon Barkley. So for those two facts alone, I'm taking the Giants. Research. Yeah, that's the only two points that I needed to make my decision. All right. uh, I'm going to go with the Giants here as well. Uh, I watched that full game, and they actually looked pretty oh, good in moments. I'm going with the New York football Giants. Okay. Uh, so they actually, I mean, I watched that full game because I had fantasy implications in every, literally every league I had with this game. Okay. And uh, so I think the Giants, they actually looked pretty good in moments. I think they just had a couple careless turnovers that kind of cost them. And this game was a lot closer than the final score. And the Jets just lost to the Miami Dolphins. So, uh, yeah, give me the Giants here. Give me the two points. Yeah. The football Giants. For sure. You know, I'm going to stay on the trend. I'm going to go with the Giants. Um, big stat for you guys. The, the, Jets are actually, the Jets are actually the only team to ever lose to the Dolphins in this season. So, well, that, is that, is a, that is a fact that cannot be unproven. Numbers so, uh, don't lie. I think, you know, the Jets, just, you know, I think they stay on their losing ways. And I think Danny Dimes performs. I'm impressed, Shub. I feel pretty hey. about my picks now. Me and Shub have both. Every game is the same, so I don't feel good about that. <laughs> you should feel great. I hope you got so it's really just riding on the Chargers here. Right. Oh, well, Gabby, I guess you're up. Yeah. Um, okay, well, uh, I'm just going to do something kind of crazy here. Don't do it. Don't take Don't do it. Come on, let me do it. Let me do it. Let me do it. Don't do it just to be different. You're going to have to. I'm not going to be different. I have reasoning. Okay. okay, all right. All right, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Give I'm us trying some to research. I'm picking, I'm picking the Jets here. Okay. Because. But just put some, some sad music here. Because, like some. Because, what? Cute Marvin's room right now. I said he should play some bad music. Yes. Probably. Is it going to be a very terrible mistake? 
also promised by Officer a cute little black cat run across their field, and I think it's going to ruin their season, and it's going to take all the bad luck from the Browns and put them on to the Giants. So I'm going to say that. It's a great way to look at it. <laughs> I was expecting more research I here, know. but uh, I don't know what I was. Yeah, I guess I don't know what I was expecting, but that was. Not, and if that yeah. wasn't it. <laughs> no, but I respect it. I do respect it. But the thing is, the Jets also play on that field, so like, bad luck. Yeah, yeah but all this bad energy sucked into uh, freaking what's his face, Daniel Jones' face. Danny Dimes. Okay, right in his, right in his Danny Dimes. Circle. Danny Pennies. Yeah, maybe it's Eli it <laughs> No. I think, I think Eli Manning could win a Super Bowl or two. Maybe in his career. All right. Better than Peyton? Mm-hmm. No, no. Shut your mouth. Well, <laughs> go Jets. All right. Uh, fair enough. So last thing we got before we get to our interview with JT is, uh, Gabby, you've recently been doing you know some science, some research with um, some polls regarding mm-hmm. you know some uh, more attractive quarterbacks in the NFL. Do you want to just talk about that real quick? Well, we'll give you like two minutes here to give your piece on that. <clears throat> Okay, well, I brought this poll to Twitter. I did it by division. And, um, well, it's kind of shocking some of the results. <laughs> there. Disappointed? <laughs> I was very disappointed. I hate to see that. And one of our top prospects in this poll was obviously Baker Mayfield because, um... He's fat now. That's well, I draw pretty big Cleveland crowd. One of the shocking things about this is that Drew Brees made this list. Have you guys ever seen it? Yeah, I've seen him. He's short. He's kind of short, but I mean... He's like my height. Ace is kind of not good. Well, who won? I'm with you. I'm just agreeing with whatever you say. How far did Andrew Luck go in the draft? Andrew Luck was not on the... I think I saw your bracket. I saw your bracket. Yeah, I, have a, um, I have a bracket. Who's the quarter? Who's Very the I'm drawing a blank from Miami <laughs> with the beard. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> He's on the. He lost. He lost. He lost. Mike's already out. He lost in the first round of the playoffs. The first round of the playoffs are going on right now. Well, I think there's something to be said about Fitzpatrick Wait, making it. Us. If Andrew Luck's not on there, Gardner Minshew can't be on there. He just got named as the bench guy. He's he's yeah. no longer fun. Well, he wasn't benched. He wasn't benched till today. The poll started yesterday. That's unbelievable. Well, and Andrew Luck's like literally not in the league, so he's well, retired. He's technically he... still a part of the Colts. No, he's no, he's not. <laughs> Shut up, Andrew. No. <laughs> he's not. You want me to put freaking Mike Vick on there for the Ravens? <laughs> The Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't put any Andrew Luck for the Colts. Yeah, shoot, you idiot. You didn't think about that. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, man, that's come on. Uh, so who's, who's, who's lost so far? Who's, who's been knocked out? Um, One of the really great guys who's been knocked out is Mason Rudolph. Oh, he needs uh, a haircut. He so. needs a f***ing haircut. He looks kind of goofy, yeah, I think. Cute. Uh, okay, I guess he's still I'm not a hater on the guy. I just I guess he's tall. Girls like that kind of stuff. Yeah, hey, okay, I respect it. Whatever. Are you a good-looking guy? No, not maybe not my cup of tea. So is my man Jacoby Brissett still alive then? He probably never made it. He didn't make the cut. What the? 
I saw the bracket. I did not see her. Schubert, you, you need be... to look at the bracket. You need to <laughs> see the image. Here's the playoff picture. We have. Okay, yeah. Please let me know. Oh, God. Patty, Mr. Patty Mahomes against Deshaun okay. Watson. Oh, Patrick Mahomes. Interesting matchup. Jacoby Brissett. Let's just get that straight. And whoever wins that one will move on to play Baker Mayfield in the Battle of Looks. So blow I that. think I think Baker loses in that matchup. I don't, it doesn't matter who Baker comes out. I don't, a few I don't think he does. Okay. The most well, you should say the picture. You have the Cleveland following. Right. Well, I can't. That's not your fault. That's not your fault. But so then below that we have Gardner Minshew and some Fitzpatrick Magic. Whoever will win that one will go against Tom Brady. Okay. Yeah. What are you gonna do there? You know. Yeah. I think only the mustache so, could take him down. Yeah. Shoot, so if we this... move to the other side, we have Dak, Drew Brees, whoever wins goes against Jimmy G, but obviously we know that like that's yeah, death sentence. What a cutie Jimmy's pie. And then we have... uh, Emma, they, they both is, might as well check out. Emma, Jimmy G went on a day with the porn star, so it's basically over for whoever Honestly, the whole poll should be canceled because Jimmy G is just going to win. Yeah. Yeah, it's just almost it's almost disrespectful that you did this to the other so, quarterbacks. Right. So here, here's my here's my pissed offness a little bit. Uh, who, wait, who, oh, wait, let me finish. Sure. Who are the other three? Who are the other three before I can, before I let you have it? Cam Newton, Aaron Rodgers, and Mitch whatever his face okay. is. Okay. Tr- Trubisky. Trubisky. Couple things. Yeah. Cam Newton yeah. uh, doesn't have a foot technically. Uh, basically yeah. dead. Yeah. Uh, also on the IR. Also on the IR. So basically well, playing as much as Andrew Luck. Uh, another thing, uh, Mitch Trubisky, uh, he sucks. So that's <laughs> doesn't, doesn't matter. It's all about looks, you. Uh, and then, and then Drew Brees. Um, I don't know if he's as handsome as Matt Ryan. I'm gonna be completely honest with you. Uh, also, he's your height, so take that into account. People also, where's also where's Russell Wilson? Who, who has more hair, Jacob Schubert or Drew Brees? Oh, oh God. This might this might be the most valid point of the night. Where's Russell Wilson? He's in Seattle. He <laughs> oh, shit. got crushed by. Yes, we got crushed by. Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, Jared Goff. What? Who? Who? It's an obvious answer. The best looking one on there. Make it G. How does the one seed get paired up with a two seed immediately? That's not fair. They're in the same say? division, Schubert. Russell Wilson is definitely a two seed in this in this bracket. It's by division, right? They play in the same care. division. No, that's, yeah. not, that's not fair. My division, that's like, and then whoever gets the next most votes gets the wild card. Which Schubert doesn't understand a lot of things. I don't. <laughs> I don't. But I'm just kind of frustrated with this whole entire thing. To be well, what's going to happen here is that if I do this again, we're going to end up with Baker and Jimmy G in the Super Bowl. And who do you think are, who do you think they're going to vote for? Um, definitely Jimmy G because he's the, the most handsome. Jimmy G's Garoppolo. He's finest. I'm going to get this in the works. We're going to do the most the most handsome kickers. Pull? No, we're not. Kickers? Uh, no, we're not. Kickers. I'm going to mix that That's, one. It's right not now. a good look. Yeah, to be honest, I think Vinatieri <laughs> This isn't win. a good look for us right now. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> he, might not win, he might not win in real life, but, you know, I think he can win a handsome contest. To be completely honest. He has that gray hair. Shout out Andrew Gilland. So I think he can do it. Friend of the program. Schubert, Schubert, I got a question for you. Schub. What? That's all I have. Is it a tough month for you being like no nut November when you got you know hard on for all these that you know, Andrew Luck, they set, Terry? Is it gonna be tough for you? <laughs> it's actually tough. You don't understand. <laughs> but like to be honest, do you really think Andrew Luck provides that much to look at? Yes. Oh. Have you seen the first debate? Imagine burst the things you can put in his beard for storage. Like, hey, I, I did I, this bagel. Let me put this in here for later. I don't right? think girls think about that hey. stuff, Shub. Well, that's their fault. They're not innovative. Yeah, not advanced enough. <laughs> enough testosterone. At the very least, you know, you made yourself heard. You made your case. Yeah, right? I, and now it's just, it's not, it's kind of out of your hands now, you know? No, I, you didn't make it this it, time. Maybe next can't year. control it. Maybe next year when he comes back. Um, but you know, he's back. Years. Listen, he's been rumored to be in the Colts locker room like once or twice in the past like two months, three months. So like, either he's a, either he's a cleaning his stuff out of his locker or b getting the playbook for next season. Hey, Brissett just, just like, went down. Uh, the doors open. Peyton Manning was in Cleveland once or twice, and then he became the new GM, future oh. new GM. Exactly. It's a perfect. I got you. I'm with you. All right, Gabby, you got oh, anything for us? That that went well over uh, two minutes, but that's okay. <laughs> no, it was good though. It was good. I feel like I know a lot more about the the quarterbacks of the NFL. You just have to have that quarterback face. Colin Coward said that. That's just right. I've seen that commercial. I've seen it. You know, like the quarterback face. You know what that is. You gotta have it. Yeah, you you have to have it. Some people just don't have it. Confident. You walk in the room. You just know that's the quarterback. Huge dick. Hey. Hey, that guy right there, that's our quarterback. Jacob Schubert had that face. You know who doesn't have a quarterback face? What? Oh. <laughs> I hope everyone enjoyed listening to Gabby Gaddy because this will be the last time we have her on the podcast. Um, so, yeah, well, that's it. Jim, yeah. as a guest herself, uh, I'm not sure if, if you really right. have the I don't know how I can make that call. But I'm going to make that. Have you ever seen it, though? It's not very symmetrical. I think to have a a good quarterback face, you need to have some... Symmetry is huge. Are you you against big foreheads? Is that what you're trying to say? So, like, you're not a fan of big foreheads? Um, Well, I didn't say that, but, like, there's something wrong with it. No, I mean, no. I don't get what's wrong with it. He's very... He's very athletic. Shut the f*** up, Gabby. I'm cutting this off. Gabby... No, I'm done here. Okay, Gabby, sorry. thank you for coming on. Thank you you were the sleeping giant. Thank you for educating <laughs> thank you for educating us on the quarterbacks Wait. of the NFL. I have one last um, question for Gabby. Okay. Yeah. So uh, Jacob Schubert is a quarterback himself. How would you rate his quarterback face? Well, so far his personality is a negative ten today. <laughs> uh, you gotta take that into account. Got him. So that deducted to quarterback face rating up in the night. Oh, oh, oh good good news, Jimmy. Lost wow. that first score. The good news is it's better than Baker. So it's, it's fine. <laughs> you don't have the intangibles no. to be a good-looking quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> Listen, that's why I retired when I was in high school. Don't have the intangibles. All right, Gabby. But again, thank you for your time. Thank you for educating us. Go Browns. Hopefully we 
we can all win on that page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out. Uh, maybe they rise from their grave. Uh, but yeah, thank you for coming on. Always a pleasure. Smiling Salt's coming mm-hmm. soon. Very soon. For yep, last can't wait. time. Clear my sickness. Wait, can I add in one more thing? Yeah. Yeah. I just want to do a quick shout out to Terrell Pryor for saying that I was very brave for my jersey in the flat. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. Great well, you definitely give him a shout out. We'll That's episode. all I wanted to say. A few moments later. Now joining us on the podcast, he's a recurrent guest of the show, head baseball coach at Bethany College. He went 27 and 16 in his first season, making the conference tournament championship as well. One of our favorite recurrent guests of all time, the man himself, Coach Justin Thomas. How's it going? Doing well, man. How you guys doing? We're doing pretty well here. Doing well, doing well. 50th episode, yeah. so big things. Can't complain, I guess. It's getting colder. Not not really happy about that. Yeah. I'm also not recording on my phone this week, so that's also a positive. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I don't know if anyone can tell. <laughs> big but moves. it really does nice having my laptop back. Um, but we can hop right into it. Um, so last time we talked uh, on the podcast, we were formerly known as uh, the BGA podcast, but now we've kind of moved on to bigger and better things. Um, but for us, uh, as Division Three's finest, uh, the name kind of reflects us playing Division Three baseball, you know, not not too far removed, you know, at an elite level still, like very elite, like probably some of the best around us three. Um, and just kind of sticking with the game for the love of the sport. So we know you love the game as well, uh, but personally, what are some like drivers and motivators for your passion uh, for baseball and for coaching? Oh man, um, without being cliche, it's definitely the fact that I love the game. Um, it's always been a part of me my entire life, and I think it's kind of one of those situations where it's like I didn't pick baseball; it kind of picked me. Um, uh, whether it was my grandmother or my uncle had kind of got me started in baseball. And then I moved to a new neighborhood when I was seven. And then uh, everybody in that neighborhood played. So now my love, my, my love was getting nourished. You know, I was watching on TV. I was playing outside my friends. Then I started playing organized. Yeah. So then it kind of grew. And then obviously, you know, playing all the way up through college, whenever my college career ended, you know, I sat there and it was kind of one of those situations where it was, I still have a deep, burning desire and love for the game of baseball. I don't play anymore. What am I going to do? You know, I can sit here and hold this fire that I have and what's going to happen? You know, I need to let it out. So then you just, you basically just have to, you know, take a new road. Right. You know, <laughs> you know, and you get into coaching and started locally at home. And then, um, you know, branched out from there. But it's really one of those situations I think that a lot of players and coaches kind of understand it is you don't know what you'd do without it. Right. So you have it for so long as a player and then you really don't realize that it's it's over until, you know, you're still making senior day plans and you get ready for commencement. You're like, okay, I'm about eight eight games away from not playing anymore. Yeah. You know, you don't know. You're ready to start crying. (laughs) Yeah, I mean (laughs) – you know what's so funny about that? Um, volleyball is playing a playoff game right now, and I was walking and I was walking by, and uh, the visiting team was warming up, and I was like, "Man, somebody's college career is going to end tonight." And I, I, I hope and pray that I'm fortunate enough to to coach and retire on my own terms. 
Yeah. But I'm I'm glad I don't have to go through that again. Yeah. Like yeah. that last game. It's awesome. Oh my god. Right. Like that's that's heartbreaking. And it was a postseason game for me. And just and just thinking about like these these young ladies are getting ready to play today. Mm-hmm. Like somebody's going home and it's it's over. <laughs> right. You know, and it's, yeah. So, Wouldn't wish it on your worst enemy. That's for sure. It's one of the worst feelings I've ever. So, oh my gosh, it's it's terrible. <laughs> it's literally <laughs> heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah, so, so moving on, you know, another thing we talked about last time we were, uh, you were on the pod was that you were just making your transition to Bethany in the fall. You know, it was pretty late in the process, and I'm sure there was some, some excitement for the opportunity, or a lot of excitement for the opportunity, but at the same time, probably a little bit of an, uh, uncertainty. Yeah, just, yeah, no excitement at all, just uncertainty. Uh, so I guess our question here is, uh, were you, how were you able to have such uh, success at Bethany, you know, super early? You know, it took us four years, and we had minimal to no success. Uh, was it a change in culture or, like, work ethic? I know one thing we talked last time on the pod was, you know, bringing a new energy to the program. But, like, just overall, what would you credit the most towards your early success at Bethany? Um, I think that more of the credit goes to the guys that were that were on the field because it was the guys that were on the field that bought in to what the things that I was teaching and preaching, you know, as, as the new coach. So the new energy and the new passion and new coaching philosophy or – different approach to the game and stuff like that, if they're not receptive to it, we probably don't win. True. You know, so they they were receptive of it. They were receptive of it. And then from that point on, I think it allowed them to flourish. And I think one thing that helped them a lot too is them getting used to me and me getting used to them. One of the big things I preached to them were, was to – know what's going on in regards to the game, but you still have to play baseball. You know, a, a ball player's got to play ball. Meaning, and I, what I mean by that is, you know, understand where you're supposed to be at in situation, understand, you know, the, have the baseball IQ, but sometimes you got to go make a play. And that you can't be too worried about what I may or may not say or do that you don't mm-hmm. play baseball. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I kind of, you know, I guess you kind of give let the bird use his wings. A little bit, and then mm-hmm. from that yeah. point on, you know, we, we, we just continue to, to, to fly, really. Right. You know, I, and I think that, you know, they played a little bit free, a little loose. I think they really enjoyed themselves in regards to actually playing. I think they enjoyed the atmosphere and stuff like that. And I think that from that overall atmosphere, you know, besides the fact that the guys had talent, you know, I think that I helped us win baseball games. I'm and thinking that saying the the bird with what what'd you say let a bird use its wings. Yeah, the bird's got to fly, I'm right? That. <laughs> I'm writing that. Oh, that's it. That's it. I'm writing that down. Gotta let the peacock fly. Hey, you can't keep you can't keep a bird in the cage forever. It's not gonna be a bird. Yeah. You're, you're damn right. I'm, I'm telling you. You're preaching here. All right, uh, and then just a quick follow up on that before we get into some conference tournament questions. You know. Uh, lots of positive energy going for you guys early, but at the midseason market, you know, actually wasn't looking too promising for you guys. You know, playoff wise, uh, you know, seven and eight going into the conference, going into the last game of the series with W and J, that could have been a breaking point. But instead, you guys, you know, win that game five to two and go on a six-game conference winning streak. Was that a turning point in your season, or were there any other, you know, season-defining moments that stick out when you look back on that year? No, I think yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. That was definitely the turning point for our season because 
at that point we were eight and eight in the conference with eight games to go. Mm. You know, so now I look at it like the Steelers. They're four and four with eight games left to go. Hey man, what are you gonna do? Here we go. You know, so I told the guys today, hey, listen. Sixteen and eight we're in the tournament. Fifteen and nine, I'm willing to bet, you know, we're in the tournament. Fourteen and ten, we gotta start throwing out Hail Marys. And that was literally that was the case we were in because we ran off um, six, then we ran into Westminster, where we split our senior day, and we go up there with a huge lead and we drop it, you know. And then that was definitely emotional, the emotional situation leaving that dugout because we had no idea what was going to happen. Yeah. And then this year again, because our bye week was the last week of the season, and then this year again, our bye week's the last week of the season. Mm. So you got to think, and it was, and I'm. I don't like phones in a dugout unless a coach is checking weather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I'll be completely honest with you, this was probably the one time that I had my phone out in a dugout. We're playing the Roche, and Waynesburg's playing, and yeah. Waynesburg's playing Teal. Yeah. You know, and it's like, you know, you're I'm coaching the game, but between innings, then we're refreshing the scoreboard because it's, right. you know, it's your scoreboard yeah. watching. Yeah. Your scoreboard watching. And then, like, um, then Waynesburg won the first game, you know, and then the second game was they were up, and then Teal fought back, and Teal had a really good offense last year, so you never knew what was gonna ha- never know what was gonna happen, you know. They they get rolling, man. They they can swing it, you yeah. know. So mm-hmm. we were eating. Uh, there was Shout an alum. Officially. I forget the gentleman's name, but there was an alum who owned a pizza place in North Hills. He brought us pizza. He brought oh, us pizza, yeah. and then um, we're watching the game on our phone and and all that kind of stuff. We get in the vans, we're leaving. And I'm driving the vans and guys are refreshing it. And talking, oh, we got one more out, one more out. Boom. That's awesome. Waynesburg shuts the door and, and the next thing you know, there's like three vans on like 79 just honking their horns going crazy. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you know, because awesome. we, we got in. Yeah, but yeah that's awesome. That I'm getting chills. I definitely think that that W&J game was huge. You know, the fact that, definitely. you know, you look for all intents and purposes, you know, you look Goliath in the face and you don't blink. You know, and we needed it. You know, that was the other thing, too. We needed it. Yeah. Because if we, if we lose that game, then we can't afford to lose it the rest of the way. We got to win out. Right. Right. It's tough to and do. That's another so thing, was... just like with W&J, like, I know we never beat them. We'd, we'd been close. So I know anyone, no one on that team had beat them. So, like, it was kind of like a get-over-the-hump moment almost, I bet. Yeah, I think it was – I forget what our SID said, but I think it was the first time that Bethany had beat them in – Couple years or something yeah, like that. I don't remember enough. exactly. Uh, longer, yeah. longer than I would like to know. Honestly, <laughs> I'd rather not. Yeah. Know, but yeah. <laughs> it's time. It's just awesome that you guys beat them. Um, so, like you said, obviously you got the news kind of in the car on the way back, so we can move on to the, to the conference tournament. Uh, tough draw at the beginning, obviously going against WNJ, but you bounce back, back to back wins against Waynesburg and Grove City uh, to get to the championship game, which is obviously a huge moment for you guys. Uh, for just even reaching the tournament, um, but considering the inexperience and zero pack playoff experience for both the players and you know kind of on the coaching side of things, how were you able to overcome that aspect of it uh, in the pro- in the program's first playoff berth in a long time? Um, I don't think that any of us thought about it. I I really didn't think about it. Like our uh, our SID gave us information. She said, you know, we haven't been in the tournament for four or five years haven't won a game in like nine or ten and haven't been in championships since oh one but she didn't tell me any of this stuff until after it happened you know mm-hmm. we touched the spot and she was like hey it's been like since 2015 and i'm like oh that's great you know that's 
And my thought process with it is, hey, man, that's going to be good when it comes to recruiting. Like, hey, try to preach this stuff. Hey, look what we did. You know, this. look how these guys adjusted to a new coach in, in yes. six months or eight or nine, seven months and stuff like that. I'm thinking recruiting right. yeah. because having a good year is great, but let's have good years and let's have a program mm. where people Build get off the bus at Bethany Park and, and, you know, hey, you got to – if we're not ready, we're going to lose. Right. You know, and, and, then, and then the goal is to get to the point that, hey, even when you are ready, we Bethany still comes out on top. Not only For sure. because of the, the, pro, the recruiting, the players you have, what you preach, what you work, what you practice, all that kind of stuff like that to build off of last year. But, um, I mean, we played W&J the first game. We knew what we had. We faced their, their number one who had blanked us earlier in the year. You know, so... We knew about that, but the thing about it too is, at hindsight, it's always twenty twenty. But there's no doubt that we were gonna we were gonna win on um, on Saturday, or I'm sorry, day two, on day two. I was confident day two that we'd be able to go out there and do what we had to do to get back to um, the championship day, you know. And it was it was exciting. It was an exciting game. We started off strong, kind of fell asleep a little bit, you know. And then um, I took a chance. And the guys, the guys backed me up big time. We had runners in second, third, with one out, and I called a suicide squeeze. Mm. And uh, oh. Wagner laid it down perfect. Antonio scored, Frey, Frey scored, and Wagner, the ball, the pitcher from Waynesboro threw the ball down the line, and Wagner actually got the third when he slid. He overslid the bag. He was tagged out. Oh, oh but, too fast. Uh, you can't, yeah. He's too fast. It's funny because so I was streaming that game online. So I, I remember that play and I actually recorded that play because so you guys scored two runs there. But when Frazee came home, he actually like collided with the pitcher. I guess the pitcher was running back to, um, you know, cover home. Yeah. And so, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. yeah they collided. And then I'm, Josh Lanero <laughs> went on the field and was like talking to their pitcher and like the commentator was like freaking out he's like well, and Josh Lanier is on the field what's going on I, was like, this is I, I remember um, I thought I thought Fraze was hurt right yeah, yeah so, was, so I, almost, that's, I had to stop myself yeah, I almost wanted to go pick him up yeah I was gonna, I was gonna yell I was gonna like, crawl crawl <laughs> do what you gotta do he's score yeah but he ended up getting up yeah. and scoring so I'm like alright he, he wasn't that bad yeah. But I thought he was like when he hit the ground, I was like, Oh man, he's down. Right. But he got up, I was like, Thank goodness, bro. Like, you gotta score. I was like, Crawl, roll. <laughs> Do something. Man. Worry about the worry about the injury after. <laughs> That's probably touch yeah, home plate real quick and then uh our train will be there for you. <laughs> there you go. I'm surprised Frey didn't pull his hamstring on that play. Yeah. That was that was his go to. I don't know if he had any hamstring injury issues at all. I'm sure it was sore, I'm sure it was tight. But, like, I heard all year about his hammies popping, and I don't think they pop. <laughs> I could be wrong, though, so if he's listening, he'll, he can correct me. Yeah. But it wasn't <laughs> to the point where he – yeah, he had a knee issue, though. I do know that. I do know he had, like, oh, he had something. Some, like, bone, bone on bone or something with one of his knees. Ooh. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, so. Don't like to hear that. <laughs> no, never. All right, so just a quick follow-up, you know, on the conference tournament. Uh, we know you got thrown out of either the Grove City game or the Waynesburg game. Uh, we're not sure our stats guy. Grove City, okay. Grove City, Grove City. <laughs> so, just talk us through what happened there for anyone who wasn't watching that game. And uh, rumor on the street is after you got thrown out, you were still texting coaches for the pitching changes and game strategy. Uh, I don't think the NCAA is listening, but just in case, you can plead the fifth here if you need to. But what happened there with the ejection and then the alleged texting after being thrown out? Um, so, the 
the incident, what happened was <laughs> there was a player from the other team who had grounded out twice. And the first time he had brushed our first baseman, I didn't see it. The second time it happened, I saw it. And I, I went to home plate to address it. And as I walk into home plate, I'm looking at first base. And the first base umpire is saying something to their first base coach. So my mind, my thought process is, okay, he's addressing it with their coach. I'm going to take it to the home plate umpire to make sure he knows it. So he stops me and he said, coach, I thought he said, coach, we're on it. We got it. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I go back to the dugout and I'm facing the first, I'm facing home plate. And all of a sudden I hear some, somebody yelling. And they're yelling and they're yelling and they're yelling. And so I finally turned to see who was yelling. And it was the head coach of the other team. And he was yelling at our dugout. Oh, so no. when I asked him, I asked him no. who he was talking to, he was talking to. He said, I'm talking to them, pointing to the guys in the dugout. So then I got, I got between them. And I mean, honestly, like the argument per se wasn't even bad in regards to being vulgar. Right. I, um, I just heated. Uh, yeah, it was just heated. Testosterone. Said, you, you said, who are you? I said, who are you talking to? He said, them. And I said, no, you're not. And I was like, you, you stay over there. You coach your guys. I'll stay here and coach mine. Plain and simple. I said, well, neither of us want to get thrown out. You know, nah. the winner goes to the pack championship. You don't want to get thrown out. Right. right. So we're in each other's face for a little, for a little while. And, again, I'm telling him, they're over there with your guys. I'll stay with my guys. Plain and simple. But I'm not going to let you, a grown man who's coached at numerous levels, you've been one, two, and three. Yeah. Why are you yelling? At, and you're, you're a grown adult with a, with a family and kids. Why are you yelling at 18, 18 to 22 year olds? Mm. Right. This no. is He's the same guy that got thrown out our senior year. We were there. He got tossed. <laughs> so. Yeah, so, so I don't. I don't know. So anyway, as we were going back and forth, the third base umpire comes from behind the, the behind third base. So the line, the end, the I'm trying to think what I'm going to say, where the outfield starts and the infield stops. So that that umpire is on the, gotcha. on the baseline. Yeah, I hear you. I don't know the he, official term, but I know you're. Yeah, right. he he comes he comes to 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 towards us. And he doesn't break us up. He just says, "You're both gone. Get out of here." So I'm like, "I'm like, well, that's different." Yeah. I just, in, my, in my in my head, I'm like, "You didn't try and separate us. You didn't try and step between us. Yeah. You didn't right. warn us. You just said both of you get out of here. You're gone." And I'm like, "What?" My initial thought was, "Why would you not separate or at least?" Like a warning you or know, something. Say we can't leave, at least say we can't leave the bench. Yeah, yeah no, no attempt. Yeah, no attempt to like kind of just end it. There. Yeah, just went yeah, to the like, to the most extreme. Yeah. So anyway, I go in the dugout. I grab my phone and I leave. <laughs> and there was times where I did try to communicate, but I didn't know the rules, so I don't know. <laughs> That's the wrong spot much as I got right now. Right. Allegedly, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. You were just on your phone, like, you were just... Yeah, yeah I was following yeah, like, fall, fall in the... 
you were I was googling the last stash. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. Playing some Flappy Bird. But the it was the, the, the crazy thing about it was that um, there were people that were like saying those thank yous for sticking up for them. Oh and yeah. Like, well, oh, I, mean, well, I, I appreciate it, but I'd rather <laughs> be coaching them right now. Right. <laughs> you know, it is it is what it is. You know, I told I told our AD, I'm like, hey, look, this is what happened. This is why I got thrown out. No, it wasn't like I, I didn't go out there and selfishly argue a call or show somebody up and get thrown out. I, right. You know, he was the coach and the other team was yelling at our dugout. That wasn't. I don't talk to him that way. So there's no shot. Yeah. yeah. No, no for sure. Had to stick up for the guys. I, I'm a fan of the move. Respect for sure. Yeah. It still got kind of interesting after the game because whenever the game ended, I left. I left W&J's baseball field under the impression that I was going to be able to coach the next day because I was told that once we were actually ejected, their coach went his way. I went back into our dugout. Once we had, our, once we said we were going to say, we both left. But there was no after. There was no issues after the ejection. We both left, mm. and from that, so because of that, I was told that you'll be able to coach the next day. Nice. So from that moment to our 40-minute drive back to Bethany, I get back, and apparently it was reported that there was contact between myself and the other coach, which is NCAA-mandated four-game suspension. Oh. But, but they put that the contact was not, I don't even know the right word. Malicious? <laughs> Intentional? Yeah, well, both. It wasn't intentional or malicious, so they so they moved it from four to two. Uh, so uh, the other team that was that we played, they went to ECAC. So that coach's two game suspension was served. My first suspension was served championship day. So game one, twenty twenty, I'm actually out. Wow. Oh. Oh my! Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, so <laughs> that's tough. So game, yeah. So you know, I, I was at the I was at the park. I watched the game outside the stadium, down the right field line, underneath the trees. You know, I watched the game, and then uh, once the game ended, I ran out ran out there to shake W and J's hand, shake the coach's hand, congratulate him, and then obviously to be with the team and stuff like that. But yeah. um, right, you know, I told him the night before. I said, look, this is what happened. I won't be out. I won't be out there to win or lose the championship with you. Mm. But just straight up, I'm not gonna let somebody else talk to you guys like that. Right. So. All right. And then last thing we have before some lighter questions. But last time we interviewed you, uh, we talked about some of your goals and expectations, including making the conference tournament. Pretty impressive, you know, achieving that in just your first season. But what's next for you guys now and the program? Obviously, you guys want to win the whole thing now. But just give us a quick preview for next year and maybe. Some of your goals and expectations for the year. Um, I mean, set a standard. Obviously, you don't want to finish runner-up all the time. Right. But I think that if I think that if you're shooting for anything less than playing on that day and winning on winning, then what are you shooting for? You know what I mean? If, if champions if championship day is May 9th, two thousand twenty. If you're not working to play on that day and then score more runs than whoever else is on the field, then, then there's some problem. You know, and that's something that we've been working, we've been preaching about day one. You know, 
championship. That's our goal. All right, so I think we're getting close to the end here, so we're just going to hit, uh, starting to move to a little, some lighter questions, uh, and then we have, you know, rapid fire, fantasy BS at the end. A uh, ton of great moments last year, but you also had, you know, a, a long list of characters on that team, uh, for sure, some of them being reoccurring guests on the show, uh, like seniors Neil Woods and Josh Lanero, uh, as well as Christian Campus, who's still on the team. Uh, shout out, friends of the program. Yeah, <laughs> I guess what we're looking for here, uh, maybe not favorite moment, like baseball moment or achievement, but maybe just like a, f- a funny story or two that you can remember just with some of the guys last year. Oh, oh man. Um, there was a, there was a, situ- there was a, not a situation, but we were getting food at Burger King, and um, I think it was on our way back from Florida. And for whatever reason, the guy that was taking the order started asking one of our players, like, more than more than what he wanted to eat. Like, he was asking him, like, what, what position do you play and where are you from and all that kind of stuff. And I was standing there next to him. And I was like, man, is he hitting on you? Yeah. <laughs> so, so I think that, that, one was, uh, that one was kind of funny. Kind of got caught off guard there. I think he was getting hit on by a Burger King uh, <laughs> Guy here. Who is um, that player? Or can you not disclose that information? Um, he's an outfielder. I'll leave it at that. Even young, hundred percent. There's the field. <laughs> no, Randy. It was Ethan. I knew it. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Oh, it wasn't Ethan. But uh, so moving on to the last and final question before we have rapid fire. Final question. Uh, pretend, pretend I am the next. You know, Neil Woods, the greatest player to ever. You know, play at Bethany College. Uh, coming out of Cambridge High School, uh, the greatest high school in Cambridge, or greatest high school in Ohio, based out of Cambridge, Ohio. Yes. Uh, so, pitch me. Why should I attend Bethany College? You should attend Bethany College because you're going to get solid education. You're going to have a great experience as a college baseball player. You're going to play the best game in the world, and you're going to win while doing it. That's pretty good. Yeah, I'm sold. That's pretty, I'm sold. That was pretty nice. Yeah, that was short I'm and sweet. Sold. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> All right. I'm going to find some way to pull a medical red shirt. I'm coming back. You just inspired me. All right, so uh, moving on to rapid fire before we get into uh, fancy BS. So these are just, you know, quick answers, first thing that comes to mind. So uh, let me start off here. Uh, What's the most important part about coaching? The most important part about coaching? Yeah. Uh, Communication. You got to learn how to communicate with people. Everybody's different. Okay. Nice. Quick answers. Rapid fire. Right, and then I was it, waiting for the next one. That's why I cut myself short. I didn't want to talk. No, about that was that. good. Okay. Uh, but definitely communicating. Ben, Ben's the slow one now. This is this is not, no Ben is slow this time. It's it's never happened like this. It's just the the problems of having a remote podcast. It's just I never know when to butt in. Like I'm about to yeah, speak and then useless. someone just starts talking. No great Ben. <laughs> All right. Uh, so next question: If you're eligible to play for Bethany this season, where are you in the rotation, and what would your stats be like? I would not be in the starting rotation. I would definitely be a reliever. Okay. Um, I don't think I would get a lot of saves. I think I would be able to throw two or three innings, one, one to three innings at a time, um, hopefully two on a weekend, and then maybe one or two in the middle of the week, try to bounce back to uh, hold games together. I think that our, our offense is going to be very good. I definitely put myself in the bullpen like I was when I was in college. I would not want to start. I stay in the bullpen, and I would like to be the first one out. 
All right, that's important to have in your rotation for sure. And then uh, what's your favorite part about Bethany? My favorite part about Bethany? Um, oh, man. Recently, it's been the leaves. It's been the leaves, man. These yeah. leaves up here, mm. these trees are beautiful in this time of year. True. Uh, my favorite thing about campus is that I have yet to run across someone that wasn't friendly or welcoming in regards to students or employees. So the, um, that's the welcoming feeling that I had, you know, this time, I guess almost this time last year, it's still still kind of there. You know, and I think at least I can definitely, I can definitely speak for the athletic department. Everybody's trying to help everybody. Sure. You know, and it's not like pulling teeth, you know. I think that's yeah. helpful. It goes a long way. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to all the water. All right, and then last thing we got, you know, we asked you this last time. You weren't a believer in Juice Gate. Now, you know, some, some more research has come out. Do you still believe the balls are not juiced? Uh, it's hard to tell if the balls are juiced, man. I really don't know. Oh, uh, you had to pick, though. I'm, you had to pick. You're, you're putting money, hypothetically, you're putting money down. Allegedly. What did I, say? What did I say last time, that they're not juiced? Yeah, they're not juiced, yeah. You weren't no. a believer. I'm I'm sticking with it because we hit 2,800 runs last year, and I'm not going to say they are juiced, and we hit like 12. Okay, okay, fair. It's a business decision. I respect that. Quick question: If your if your catcher, he's pretty good defensively, didn't hit 32 consecutive times in a row, he was over 32. Would you continue to play him or no? Hypothetically speaking, it's never happened. He would probably if if he was that good defensively, he probably catch. He, he wasn't, wasn't like amazing. So, he was like above average. Then he would then he would maybe catch the last three to six outs of the game, depending on how it's going. Starting, no. If he's over thirty-two hitting, I wouldn't start him. But if he's, you know, if he's a better defensive catcher than the other guy, then it's you know, if we're up or down two or tied, and he may not hit, then I may stick him back there for defensive purposes, you know, to keep it there. Respect. But Respect but. But starting-wise, no, not if he's over 32. Hell no, I'll you say hell for you. Hell, I'll feel, I feel you on that. <laughs> no, no. All right, so now we got the last segment of the, of the day, Fancy BS. So today's Fancy BS is brought to you by hashtag insert your ad here, or asterisk, I guess. Uh, so we're at 6,757 listens overall for the podcast. In Fortnite episodes, that's an average of 140 listens per episode. So please contact us literally any hour of the day. And we'll get your product out there for all the listeners around the globe, literally. All right, so Fancy BS, today's topic is worst things about baseball. We just talked about how much we love baseball, and now we're about to sh on it. So, uh, JT, yeah. you got the first pick here, and then the order we're going with, uh, based on last time we did Fancy BS, Shub, you're going second, I'm going third, and then uh, Gilly got back-to-back. So I'm going second? Yes, Jacob Schubert. Yeah. Am I first? You were going in and out a little bit. Yeah, you're going you're first. first. You got first. I got one for you. Just because I'm batting first, big guys like me don't get to hit leadoff. I think that's terrible. Oh. Okay. okay. I, I can I, I can appreciate that. I can appreciate that. I think that's, I think that's terrible. I think that just because I may not be light on my feet doesn't right. mean that I can't get on get on base and go first or third on a hit, hit yeah. run or something. Yeah. They don't recognize your value. Discrimination. Yeah. Hate to hear right. that. I might go out there and get. I might go out there and get what. Right. It's all about on base percentage. All about on base percentage. I'm with you. Big money ball guys. Same metric. So, 
So I'm going to draft um, Flying Out in Foul Territory. Ooh, literally literally one of the worst things in the world because you just hit it and you're just like, I can't go anywhere because if he drops it, still, still at home play. Wait, so, so to, just to clarify, fly out to left or right? Or are we talking pop up to like third, I'm talking, fourth, second? Uh, I'm talking like pop up in the infield, like straight up in the air. Like first base is just like over by the dugout, just like camped under it. Like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, nowhere yeah, for yeah, you I to go. You. You're just there, just standing there. Like, well, if he drops it, I don't move. If he catches it, I walk yeah. back to the dugout in shame. It's one of the worst yeah, things. That's a good one. Yeah, definitely the pop out too. That's terrible. All right, um, I'm gonna go with pregame routine. Like, so you know, a normal routine is fine, but you know, back in the day, there's no reason for us to get to the game three hours before the game when the other team isn't even there and we can't, can't even hit BP. They're not set up. So uh, that was a big pet peeve for me uh, back in the days. We just got way too early for baseball games, and there's no point to be there. Kind of kind of yeah. back off that, Ben. Do you remember when our first year in Florida when I was like a half second? Well, not, not a half second. Like we were, my, my room was on time to the bus, but the team we were playing tomorrow Beat us to Golden Corral, so like we had to we had to do push-ups in the parking lot. You remember that? What? That sounds crazy. I remember that. That's intense. <laughs> we we the team we were playing in a varsity game the next day beat us to the Golden Corral in Florida. So we had had to had to uh, had to do push-ups in Golden Corral parking lot. I think I had to do the 30 push-ups, and then I got benched. That's, bench a, that's a lot for you. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. I don't see any rationale in that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're still looking, yeah. So it's my turn now? Yeah, you got it. Um, so specifically, I guess, you know, college baseball, well, high school too. Um, game, the season's starting so early that it's snowing. Uh, so cold weather early, I guess, That's early good. in the season. That yeah. sucks. Yeah. That does suck. Like, uh... Like, it's a real snow sometimes, and you're just out there swinging metal bat, frozen rods <laughs> of metal. Did you guys play, you guys played a Juco, Juco, didn't you, when it was, like, snowing? I was at a funeral, so I wasn't there. Oh, yeah, it was uh, Suffolk. Uh, yeah, it was Suffolk. It was snow, it oh, snowed and hailed in the same game, and then after the, afterwards, we went to go, like, treat the mound, uh, and because the the dirt and what clay, whatever it was, got so, like, wet and damp. The mound was actually, like, crooked almost. Like, it was pointing, like, almost at, like, a 45-degree angle, like, a little bit off where it was supposed to be. So they had to, like, dig it out and move it back pretty much. Um, so, yeah, that sucks. Not, yeah. not a fan. Definitely not. Right, you got another pick here, Gil. Oh, Snake draft. Back to back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Um, Bleep those both out. Running out of seeds, well. or or being without seeds in general at mm. the game. Seeds, yeah, being without seeds at the game. Okay. Because you got to worry about stealing from guys, and it's like you don't want to be that guy, but you also you got to do what you got to do. Right. Yeah. Have to. <laughs> All right. So uh, my pick here, I'm gonna go with the uh, pussification of baseball. Just like oh. no, no sliding into second, no running over the catcher. Just too many. You know, pussy ass rules out there now. So, sliding you know, into second? It's, it's a man's game. You know, like sliding into someone to try to break oh, up a double play. Oh, cleats up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'm gonna. Right, oh, golf king. Millennial stuff. You know, we gotta we gotta grow up a little bit. Yeah. 
Okay, boomer. <laughs> is it my turn? Yes. Uh, I think that's how this is working. All right, so I'm going to stick with Stay the foul ball trend. I'm going to go with foul tipping strike three into the catcher's glove. Uh, that Fun fact, that's how my college career ended. I fouled oh. the last pitch and it right into the catcher's glove. And I remember just turning around looking at the catcher and just going, you know, that's f***ed up. Did you say that, that you out. ticked it and he can't count it? <laughs> no, no, I, I was just like so like stunned that happened. I was like, that's fucked up, and I just fucked it off. Well. <laughs> Alright, coach, you got back to back picks here. You know one thing that bothers me too? And this is kinda like it depends on what side of the fence you're on. It is to drop dirt straight. Oh, mm. yeah. Like, that's hot in the streets. Off, There's a lot of people talking like, about that. Like, offensively, sure, we need it. You know, if we can get there, let's take it. But, like, there's nothing worse than runners at, runners at first and second, or second and third. You throw a hammer in the dirt, dude swings and misses. Mm-hmm. Catcher can't find right. it. Yeah. yeah, you shouldn't be punished for the batter swinging at a Dude from second gets the third. Guy on third scores. Guy on first is safe. Next dude, it one hops the fence, and you're just sitting here like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, it could have been out of here, yeah. Yeah. Right. Or if nobody's on and he extends the inning, next guy gets walked, dude hits a bloop, you're just like, oh, my gosh. Right. Like, if that slider was a little less filthy, we'd be all right. Yeah. <laughs> but obviously, whenever you throw it, you want to throw something, something nasty. So, right. it's just, it depends. Like I said, if we're in the field or if I'm pitching, it's annoying, but you know, if we're struggling offensively, if it's a slow day, you're you're praying for it. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, it's just something I, it's something I thought about earlier today whenever I was getting ready for my uh, second time on the podcast. For sure, uh, and <laughs> we, we love the preparation. Love to hear it. Oh, lots man, of great. Gotcha. And then you got uh, one last pick here before we snake around. <laughs> I hope none of them are listening, but. <laughs> I'm tired sometimes, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a, actually a very good pick. I'm upset. I yeah, that's very good. take that one. Yeah, that's They tough. suck. <laughs> always awful. They always you suck, you umpires. Motherfuckers. It's tough. Just going back to umpires real quick. We had, we had a game here in our fall where the umpire punched out, out, but he said safe. So he was like, out, safe, but like, he signaled safe. Oh. Safe. <laughs> So like we're like, like something like that is like all right man come on get it together. Like, like, dude, are, you, are you here? Like yeah, it was not it was not a good scene. But uh, to to wrap up you know my draft, I'm gonna have to go with getting draft. getting picked off. Um, it's one Ooh. of those feelings where like, you just feel like dog. You heard the home for shoot. Yeah. Cl- oh. Oh, oh, I never got picked. Oh, 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 oh. Thank you very much. But it's like one of those moments where like when it did happen like about twice in my life. Let's say like you get hit a double, you picked off second. You're just like, wow. Like I just went from having one of the highest highs to like now I'm like, I'm a piece. That's like getting picked off is like wearing a white shirt on a date and like dropping ketchup on it. A hundred percent. And you're and you're just by yourself like, ah. Oh no! Like what did I do? No napkins or anything. Just like I'm so like I'm so awkward now like. The walk back is the walk back's almost worse, cause you're like, you're just like slowly yeah. jogging back, like yeah I fucked up, like my bad. Like, and you're 
and you're by yourself. See that, yeah. see that video of the guy who's like Forrest Gump at the Halloween baseball game, and he just runs out of the field? <laughs> that was that was <laughs> legendary. That was awesome. Yeah, well, I'm saying if I got picked off, I'm out. That's me. Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, uh, I got my last pick here. I'm going to go with post-game cleanup. There's nothing worse than, you know, getting blown out, and then you're at the field for, like, another 30 minutes, and you're cleaning up a little bit. So, uh, not, not great. Uh, I have It depends, man. If you sweep a, if you sweep a double-header, I'll gladly go clean the bottom. Yeah, it's a yeah, better feeling yeah, when you win, but, you know, it's but just... Going, going back to what was said earlier, the temperature. Yep. The last sucks. thing you want to do February 28th after you win or lose is go out there and put clay in a mound. It's 38 yeah. degrees. It's not great. The sun's going down. It's behind the trees. You're just... Everybody, yeah, yeah, just yeah. trying to get out of there. Yeah. It's the worst. I mean, it, I don't even get me started. I fucking hate it. But anyway. Bleep that out. So, my last one... Uh, kind of, I guess, enhanced by the cold makes it worse, but getting hit by pitches, especially in, like, the, the elbow, knee, ankle areas, not a fan of that either. Uh, that's definitely my third. Like, not a fan of that. All right. Uh, I yeah. think, uh, that's all we got for the draft. Anyone have any honorable mentions real quick before... Uh, Dude, this was tough, out? man. Yeah, it was I mean, tough, I didn't yeah. want to say any of, like, the normal ones. Like, uh, I guess there was, like, you know, like, the dead time between pitches, but, like, what the you gonna do about that? Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, getting getting walked off on that sucks. That sucks. Giving up home runs, but I didn't wanna I didn't wanna show myself. I didn't wanna expose myself. Yeah, like especially when you like your first pitch out of the pen when you give up a home run versus Grove City. Like I don't know who. Like, yeah. 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 That really sucks. Yeah. Really that, that sucks. Uh, balking. Um, I, I blocked one time in my life. It was on pickoff attempt a second. Yeah, my cleat got stuck in the mound. That sucked. Mm, uh, going on with getting cleat caught, uh, you're getting your cleat caught when you slide. So, like, you, like, pop up prematurely, and then you're just standing there, like, yeah, I'm, like, 20 feet away from the bag. Like, oh, oops. Like, second <laughs> yeah. sliding. Uh, just striking out? That sucks. Uh, that's, that sucks. Yeah, uh, committing great. an error also sucks. Not oh, never fun. That's all I had. I have uh, catching bullpens. Uh, not great. Not a great experience. Uh, constant arm pain. Feels like any time I have to throw a baseball, I have to take IV before practice. Alright. Anyone got anything else? I think that's okay. Okay. I think being sore is one of them. Yeah. yeah. Like having a, having a sore arm. Yeah. Oh, um, uh, blisters on your hands uh, from swinging. Mm. Not good. Yeah, true. Never. Um, messing up the catcher. Messing up the catcher's pop-up in I.O. whenever I.O. looks good is kind of, kind of sticky. Yeah, yeah, that's not great. Coach, <laughs> like, I hate, coach, I, coaches can I, relate. Yeah, I hate, I mean, I love when our I.O. looks good, everybody's making plays, and then you get to the pop-up, you're like, ah. Oh. Can't do it anymore. And everybody's looking at you like, coach, don't blow it. And, you know, blow it. Right. <laughs> Long bus rides suck. Mm. Especially rides to Florida. I like right. Great. I, I kind of like them. Um, That's fair. I mean, I, I can I appreciate him. I appreciate him, but I don't like being thing, in a car that long. My thing is, how often are you in a vehicle that you're not driving as an adult? The older you get, the more time you're oh, gonna be driving. Spin zone. You might have just flipped me on that. <laughs> so I'm just like, man, we get to ride all these hours, and I don't have to drive. Yeah. Just sit here. I like where your heads at. Yeah. 
And it gets boring, don't get me wrong, but you're like, oh. Play on your phone, though. No, I'm with you. I'm switched. I flip flops. I'm on your side now. Just like that. <laughs> with team long bus rides. <laughs> pro long bus ride podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's pro long bus rides. Florida, Ben, shout out. Yep. My old seatmate. 18 hours. No, he was my seatmate. you. It's freshman year, dog. Freshman year. Oh, geez. So we rode. Coach, I'll give you a quick little story. Ride down to Florida, 18 hours long both ways. So we'll just say, you know, 36 hours roughly. Yeah. I think Ben slept for 35 hours on the bus. (laughs) I think he legitimately slept the whole. Just got he he like got on the ground too, even like kind of up under the seat, just out for the whole time. I thought I had to check on him. I was checking his breathing and stuff. I, I was worried about him. All right, uh, I think that's all we got for uh, this interview. Uh, again, thanks, Coach uh, Thomas, for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate your time. And uh, thanks for having me, guys. Anytime. Good luck this year, Coach. Hopefully, we have you on before the season, before this, you know, season gets going. But if not, yeah, good luck definitely. to you. We're rooting for you guys, I, always. Definitely. I appreciate it. Thank you. But yeah, definitely, definitely, I'd love to come back on. Yeah, it's Kate Weezy, and we back. The rise to the throne. Envy. Yeah. Ben Franklin's. Ben Franklin's. I got so much money, it's like I own a money tree. All these people phonies just wanna be like me. Your baddest girl be all on my D The stuff you pay for for me it's free Because I got Ben Franklin's I got Ben Franklin's No need for hatin' I'm not a doctor I ain't got patience All I got is papers and a lot of haters Shout out to my home dog They all got prayers